Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Samuel chapter 8 from the World English Bible. When Samuel was old, he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. His sons didn't walk in his ways, but turned away after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel to Ramah. They said to him, Behold, you are old, and your sons don't walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. Samuel prayed to Yahweh. Yahweh said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in all that they tell you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me as the king over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, in that they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they also do to you. Now therefore listen to their voice. However, you shall protest solemnly to them and shall show them the way of the king who will reign over them. Samuel told all Yahweh's words to the people who asked him for a king. He said, This will be the way of the king who shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them as his servants for his chariots and to be his horsemen, and they will run before his chariots. He will appoint them to him for captains of thousands and captains of fifties, and he will assign some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest, and to make his instruments of war and the instruments of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, to be cooks, and to be bakers. He will take your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves, even their best, and give them to his servants. He will take one-tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants. He will take your male servants, your female servants, your best young men, and your donkeys, and assign them to his own work. He will take one-tenth of your flocks, and you will be his servants. You will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you will have chosen for yourselves, and Yahweh will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he rehearsed them in the ears of Yahweh. Yahweh said to Samuel, Listen to their voice and make them a king. Samuel said to the men of Israel, Everyone go to your own city. That is the end of chapter 8. Samuel apparently did not learn anything from watching Eli's failure to guide and appropriately restrain his son's abuses of their position, and it's sad that there is no indication of Samuel calling his own sons to account. 
This seems to lead to the people saying they want a king, but I am also wondering what if they had instead asked for the judges to be corrected or replaced? What if they had instead pursued the system that God had set set up? But instead, they are rejecting the system of libertarian and personal freedom under God's reign. And under the system, they live free until there's a dispute, and then it is decided by a judge or judges who follow after God. So I got to thinking, what is the difference between a judge and a king? Because they say they want a king to judge. I think you can get some of that from the explanation that God gives in his warning and some of the details they describe that they want in a king. They want someone who will take care of them. And this is something that God has done and has promised to do, but they are craving the false comfort of human authority. They should be able to see, even from Samuel's sons, that such authority, apart from God's leading, is invariably corrupt. So the king may judge them, but they already had that, but he will do some other things as well. He will take a large percentage of all of their goods and their people to do whatever he wants to, whatever his whim is, whatever he desires, they will be subject to that. There was a little bit of dark humor in him saying they would take 10% in taxes. I wish our taxes were only 10%. This was in addition to the 10% tithe for the priestly and tabernacle tabernacle system they had. But it's also interesting to note that uh, there were significant tithes that were used for them, for the people themselves in terms of meals and celebrations, along with what was used for the priest's needs. The people say they want the king to fight their battles, but what will he actually do? He will draft their best men, and those men will go to battle in front of him, and he will take the best of their resources to put together his army, and he will create a bureaucracy to meet his needs, siphoning off their wealth to satisfy his desires. So really, they will end up fighting his battles. And the protection that he is supposedly supplying is still being done using them and their resources. Then they say they want to be like the other nations. They fail to see or they fail to appreciate that God had tried to call them out as a unique people to represent him, but they want to be the same. However, God will use this to show his own real and only true kingship over them and all mankind. He will give prophecies and promises that the people of Israel will find comforting when they are exiled and enslaved because their earthly kings lead them into wickedness and the whole worldly system where one nation conquers and pillages another. And because God cannot bless that and he cannot have them thinking they are having special standing with him when they have totally rejected him and his good ways. So he leaves them to suffer the consequences. And of course, we will be reading a lot more about that through the rest of Samuel and Kings and Chronicles. But while he gives everyone their own choice about knowing and following him, God does, like a master strategizer, use the choices of men to work his own purposes. And he did that already when Jesus came the first time to save us from our sin, and he continues to do that until the second time Jesus comes to be declared the one true king over all creation, full of goodness and perfection. Thanks for listening. See you next time. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 